This is an ode to Dr. Henshaw, Alberta's great doctor. We love you. <clears throat> Dr. Henshaw's bomb. She's got it going on. When the news is on, she's got us feeling calm. Lauren Hunter of Edmonton's Sonic 102.9 is the winner of this year's Alan Waters Young Broadcaster of the Year Award, an honor annually presented during Canadian Music Week in memory of radio programmer Steve Young. Hunter has been developing her own brand of authenticity and quirkiness, both on air and on social media, that's propelled her into the afternoon drive position at Sonic. On this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, we talk to the Young Broadcaster of the Year about finding creative inspiration, aspiring to be the Jimmy Kimmel of Edmonton jokes, and her advice for other young broadcasters looking for their break. So my name is Lauren Hunter. I am the afternoon announcer at Sonic 102.9 in Edmonton. I do the show from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m., which is great because I get to sleep in and I love sleep. I started in radio. I went to Nate. I took the radio and TV program. I actually took TV. I didn't think I wanted to be in radio and did that for a couple years. And then it was time to do my internship. I wasn't sure where I wanted to go. I wasn't sure that I was, I wasn't positive that news was going to be right for me. Um, But I actually had a friend, Lisa Dickow, who's known in the voicing world now as Lisa Keys. She was working at a radio station. Virgin Radio and the Bear. And she was like, why don't you just come intern here? Like, there's a news station here. You can do whatever you want. And I thought, ah, sure, why not? So long story short, I interned there. I worked really hard street teaming. And I was lucky I had a boss, Tammy Cole at the time, who saw a little bit of something in me. I don't know what. But uh, she started letting me do some voice tracking and sort of overnights on 104.9 Virgin Radio at the time. And from there, I ended up becoming weekends at Virgin Radio in Edmonton. And then I went to uh, Sun FM in Kelowna to do weekends for about a year. And then that's when I got the job back at Sonic in Edmonton, once again doing weekends. But it was just a format I really wanted to be in um, at Sonic. And I ended up sort of working my way up. I did weekends, evenings, middays, and now afternoons. So let's talk a little bit more about Sonic 102.9. I used to live in Edmonton. I was a fan of the station. It's historically stood out for being unique. Do you think that alternative format has allowed you a bit more creative freedom as a host? Absolutely. I think it's instrumental when you're a radio host to be able to, if you're lucky enough, find a station that suits your personality a bit. And I think that's exactly what Sonic is for me. There's creative people here and they appreciate creativity because sometimes certain radio stations, you know, if you're doing an at-work radio station, people don't want to hear a one-minute long bit while they're in the middle of their workday necessarily. But Sonic has always sort of allowed for that creativity. So I feel like that's allowed me to thrive. I want to talk about some of the viral bits and fundraisers you've been involved with. The The most well-known is your McPortrait of Edmonton Oilers captain Connor McDavid. I think it raised about 26000 for charity. Yes. 
And and then one of the more recent is the petition for the Nathan Fillion Civilian Pavilion, which is a fantastic name, uh, in support of the Edmonton Food Bank. And that's that's the rookie castle, Nathan Fillion, who was born in Edmonton. Talk about some of these ideas and where you find inspiration. Man, these are all just ideas born out of just trying to put things out there. Like my mantra has always been at Sonic. I just you know, keep trying to put things out there that people would enjoy. And the Mick portrait, it's interesting because I'm a painter, so I've always enjoyed painting portrait paintings. And the, those have always been a labor of love for me. And one summer, um, I was having kind of a crappy summer. There's just a lot going on. And I was like, you know what? I should paint a portrait of Connor McDavid. And, you know, when I started, honestly, I wasn't really thinking about making it into a bit or anything I thought if anything oh maybe I'll just post it on social media and might get a couple likes people might enjoy it but as I sort of was nearing finishing the painting I just kind of showed it to my boss Adam Thompson at the time and I think it was him saying oh man would you want to like sell prints through the station and I'm like that would be amazing like I'd love to sell some for charity and so it just kind of evolved from there. And um, yeah, it just kind of grew. So it was really this honestly organic thing that was a labor of love for me personally. And it was so incredible that it was able to provide so much for charity. The Nate Alumni Magazine interviewed you recently and they called you Edmonton's unconventional, unintentional ambassador. How do you feel about that title? And tell me about your love for Edmonton. I think it's an awesome title and I really appreciate that write up so much. I was born and raised in Edmonton and I really do love this city a lot. I love Alberta and Canada a lot. I think I realized early in radio that I had just started creating a little bit of sort of Edmonton content or jokes here and there online and I realized it really resonated and it sort of clicked that like I love watching the Stephen Colbert's and the Jimmy Kimmel's of the world. And they do American comedy so amazingly that like nobody in Canada can touch that. Like you're never going to be able to do a better joke than Jimmy Kimmel about Trump. Right. And so I'm like, but there's these sort of unexplored little niches like Edmonton and Alberta that, you know, not as many people are making jokes about. So it's sort of like a territory that's, less explored. So that's kind of why I started doing that stuff. And because it's just cool to have people talking about the community that you live in. We had Shannon Burns from Chum FM on the podcast last week, who was a runner-up for Young Broadcaster of the Year, along with Mitch Burke from 680 News. And I asked Shannon the same question I'm going to ask you now. Do you feel pressure as a host to be a multimedia entertainer? You have a pretty big TikTok following, about 20,000. And looking at your social media posts, I'm like, does she leave work and then go home and start thinking about her next gag? I I definitely think there's pressure in this day and age. And, you know, my thing is just, there's only so many hours in a day. And I think ultimately, you have to pick what you love. I'm lucky in that I have always really loved video editing. And I've actually really enjoyed social media and absolutely there are lots of times where I go home and the clock doesn't stop. You know, I'll do 
people never realize how long some of these things take to create on social media. Like I'll spend hours sometimes creating just like this one or two minute little video for social media. And there's so much that goes into it. So there's definitely times that I'm working extra hours outside of my normal workday to create this stuff. But ultimately, um, I do love it. I think, you know, if you're a person that hates video editing, like you're always going to have to do a little bit of this now in radio. That's the world we live in. But just try and hone in on the things that you do love and then somehow make that work for your show. You know, like painting, I never thought that could be something that could help me in radio, you know, but I was able to, with social media, bring listeners into it and it became a thing on its own, but I never dreamed that I would be able to mesh those two worlds. So Lauren Hunter, your young broadcaster of the year, is this it? Have you peaked? (laughs) I hope not. Um, You know, it's funny. I was thinking about that last night and I'm like, honestly, this was a huge goal of mine and I'm just feeling so much gratitude and honor. I don't think I've ever had a time in my life where I've felt so much gratitude and and just so much love from not only listeners, but people across the radio industry. It truly means a lot to have this award. And this is honestly something I've worked towards for a long time. Um, wow, I'm actually, yeah, getting emotional. But seriously, it, it does mean a lot. Um, hopefully, I'm just going to continue to, you know, uphold some of these values within the award and, you know, in memory of Steve Young, like it sounds like Steve was such an incredible guy and had a passion for the community. And that's ultimately what I want to keep going forward is bringing people a smile and a laugh and a joy on the radio. And then also just doing things for my community and trying to give back because it's such a privilege to be able to have to do some of the fun things that I do and make jokes for a living that I think it's also important to balance that with helping people in need in the community. Do you have thoughts on where you'd like to go career rise or is it difficult to map out a future in the current media climate? I mean, I I am really happy where I am at Sonic. Um, I love this afternoon gig so much. And I've never really mapped out my career. Um, I always just went with what felt right at the time. And you know what? I feel like it's worked for me. I just, whatever in my heart feels right or my gut, that's where I go. And right now, I'm so happy with where I am at Sonic. And I feel like it's been such a great place for me that you know, I just want to continue doing what I'm doing right now. An interesting thing about the Young Broadcaster of the Year Award is that often those who win apply multiple times before they're successful. Do you have advice for other young broadcasters about the process? Definitely. I mean, for me, I was, yeah, same thing, nominated many times. Uh, I was runner up twice. and you know, sometimes you're like, oh man, like, am I ever going to get there? You know, you, you wonder, but it also provided me with motivation when I didn't win to, to keep going because I knew, especially like when I was runner up, you know, that people were noticing and that they did appreciate my work and what I was doing. So I would say to those people, just 
continue to put in the work consistently, you know, make a goal for yourself, whether it's create some piece of original online content once a week, if you can, you know, because it's, it's too much to do that all the time. And you can't, you know, every single, single day of your life have a home run that goes viral and everybody sees it, but just keep creating things. And my thing was when I was creating, I was always, I left nothing on the table. I'm like, I'm going to edit this to the best of my ability or make it as funny as I think it can be before I release it. You know, I didn't want to half-ass anything. It was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to leave everything on the table, do it to the best of my ability. And just once again, that consistency over time. And it's, you know, I've had so many failures that weren't a Connor McPortrait. It's just because I kept throwing things at the wall and I was creating a lot over time that eventually, hopefully something will stick. And for me, that's kind of what happened. Do you have any thoughts you want to close on? Honestly, just I'm sincerely grateful for this award. It really does mean a lot. And honestly, I'm very grateful for all the love and support I've had at Sonic over the years too. You know, um, I always say radio is a team sport. You know, the on-air hosts might be the most visible component of the station, but there's also years of mentorship um, from a lot of great bosses over the years, Al Ford, Adam Thompson, um, many more. And, you know, even as radio engineers keeping the station on air, promotions, uh, music, like there's so many cogs that go into a radio station. And I guess another thing to young broadcasters, if anyone's listening to this as well, um, lean on those people for support and for advice and go to the people who have been there and talk to them about their experience because I definitely learned a lot and and some great do's and don'ts over the years from talking to really incredible hosts and bosses about their experiences. Thanks so much for joining us and congratulations again on your award. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.